The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> say something funny. It's 116, 120. I mean, the days are just getting crazier and crazier. Palm Springs is just a fireball. You cannot go out. I mean, you go into an air-conditioned supermarket or something, and then you walk out, and you just get hit with this heat as though you opened an oven door. It's brutal. I know I grilled last night. We grilled chicken on the grill and I was outside for 20 minutes and it was like I had jumped in a swimming pool. I was soaked. <laughs> I guess there is such a thing called global warming. Yes, sir. So, so, um, oh, the dogs are sleeping. Okay. So what's up everybody? We got a really fun show for you guys today. Uh, we have Claudia Wells coming on. You guys know her from back to the future. Um, and then we also have Manny Cabo, which Ron and I actually met back in New York a couple of years ago at a, at a concert event. And he was on The Voice. He got a four-chair car, four-chair turn on The Voice. So it should be a lot of fun. What's what, up? What, what does that mean, a four-chair turn? So The Voice is a reality TV singing show. No, I, know, I know that. Right? And there's four judges, and they have their back to you. Oh. And then if they uh, – Not interested. I they, hate that show. Oh, I love it. It's a great show. It's my favorite of all No, it's a fix. No, the voice isn't a fix. They're all a fix. Not the ones who get picked. It's not a fix. Who wins might be a fix. It's not like American Idol. Uh, it's very different. So it's we a lot of someone, fun. We know someone very important who didn't win because she didn't screw the guy that way. I know, but that was a different show. Totally different. I know all the different shows, honey, and I know which ones like work. The voice one, is the best of all of them. No, I don't. Don't advertise peanut. Don't advertise planners. They're not paying us. <laughs> so what's up, chat room? Um, we have uh, Viral Victor in the chat room from the UK. What's up? Cindy Lady Lake, Julia from Russia is in the chat room. How you guys doing? I hope everybody's doing well. and hope the weather's nice wherever you are because it's not nice here. I am very hungry. I didn't have lunch. I know. We never have lunch yet because it's 12 o'clock. But lately I get hungry. I know. <laughs> oh, well. So all is good. Um, what are we going to talk about? I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of. Oh, that's your phone. I don't answer anyway. He doesn't answer it anyway. <laughs> we just don't want it to ring a million times. So, what's everybody doing? How's everything going? What are you going to talk about? I mean, you usually talk about all these things. 
at the beginning of the show. Let's talk about Barbie. I didn't see it. Neither, and I won't. Yeah, I'm not interested in Barbie. I heard, it, I heard it's politically incorrect. Um, I heard that they make fun of men. <laughs> They're making fun of everybody. So I'm not really interested in, in the other uh, But I do want everybody to go see Purgatorium. My, and you don't have to go anywhere. You can see it on television, you guys. It's on Tubi. It's called Purgatorium. It's a psychological thriller. And it's free on Tubi. So please check it out because that would be great. We saw 80. What? 80 for Brady. A very good film. Why it didn't do well in the, in, the, in the box office, I have no idea. But we enjoyed it. Great cast. Jane Fonda, Louis Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. All old women who go to a football game. It's a very fun film. It's a, a heart-loving film. And it makes you say, it says to you, enjoy your friends. Uh, be good to your friends. Don't not have time for your friends. Absolutely. And by all means, you turn phone calls when your friends call. Yes. The other film that we saw that has Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin was moving on, and it's uh, it's on, you can like rent it now on demand, and uh, it was very funny with Malcolm McDowell. It's a very, very good movie. I knew Lily way back in 1960, maybe. My friend Bobby Denard was friends with her. And I believe it was Boston, I'm either Boston or the Village, Greenwich Village, New York, when I met uh, Lily. Lily had the most gorgeous red-headed girlfriend at the time, sexy girl. I really don't remember where or what happened. So when I met her at the premiere, she remembered the names, but we couldn't, either one of us remember the time. Okay. You know, there's an ice cream cone in the freezer that's calling my name. Not while we're having a show. You can't eat during can the show. I can't eat ice cream cone? No, not during the show. Why that? Because it's rude. Rude? <laughs> yeah. They want to see me hungry? No, you're eating nuts. Eat the whole, just go like this and just eat them all so we can be done. Uh, um, I will not eat anymore. I will just sit here starving to death. You're not death. starving. I'll probably lose thousands of pounds of chest. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys like his green? Like he's like he's like, kind of like from the Below the Deck TV show or something. He looks like a boat captain oh. or an admiral or somebody. You. Oh yeah, look. <laughs> oh, you can see. You can see the top of it. Well, anyway, that's all you need to see. I look like I'm it. in the Italian Navy. Oh, why is that their color? No. Oh. But I feel like I'm in the Italian Navy. I think this is white and black. Okay, so you're going to talk, or you want me to talk? Oh, you always yell at me that, I, you know, I don't let you talk. I know, but like at the beginning, it's when you're supposed to tell people whatever you did or whatever you're interested in what or whatever do? you saw. We didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> oh, we went to San Diego to La Jolla, uh, to the La Jolla Beach, which was absolutely beautiful. But I'm sad to say that San Diego has really turned to crap, as all of California cities have, L.A., San Francisco. It's gotten really out of hand. The sewerage of coming from these strange people living in cardboard boxes is disgusting. It's hot. You drive with the window open, you pass these little tents, and the stink is disgusting. How these people are not infected with diseases is beyond me. What scares me is that they infect us. Years ago, we had, years ago we had a Board of Health, and the Board of Health would never have allowed this because... You cannot pee in caca in the street. Mm -hmm. Still shouldn't be. 
Anyway, we left San Diego, Ocean Beach, and went to La Jolla, which of course is wonderful. Why is that? Because La Jolla is filled with multi-multi-millionaires. It seems to me where the very, very rich are, the homeless are not. That, that's very curious. We should look into that. What kind of a government is in favor of rich and not everyone? So they talk about all of this equality crap. Where's the equality? These bums have the right to do what they want, and we can't say a word about it. But we have no right. We have no right to complain about it. If one goes on your lawn and pitches a tent on your lawn, it has to be there a day before you can call the police. So America has changed, believe me. In the meantime, go to a more entertainment type of thing since we're an entertainment show. Well, I like to do a little politics, but they say we're not stupid. <laughs> and how stupid can you be? Yes, absolutely. All right, so we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Last week's show uh, is, is doing really well. Lots of people are tuning in. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. We had a good time with everybody. Um, well, tell them about the show. It was um, the That's a Rap cast and crew uh, for the horror movie That's a Rap. And uh, it was the director, the writers, and a bunch of the stars of the film. It's coming out on, I forgot, August 25th or something. Um, and it's actually premiering at UK Fright Fest in the UK uh, on that date. And then it'll be available for everybody. But I think that uh, it's still going strong. And I think we're already at like a little over 2 million plays really? or so. And uh, so it should be it should be going good. Um, I love to eat peanuts, but they get caught in your teeth. Yes. I mean, really. Anyway, I got to get my energy level up because I'm really low energy. You know, everybody can't be up all the time. That's true. And today I feel mellow. So tell people what you do. Oh, it's okay, Astro. Astro, it's okay. Mellow is not a bad word. <laughs> anyway, lots of stuff going on, you guys. Um, we did do. We did see a couple of things we liked, but now I forgot what they were. Besides Haiti for Brady, we saw something else that we liked, but now I forgot what it was. I'm getting old. Oh, an old French film of yours. No, I don't do it. Behind the Green Door with, with Jimmy <laughs> yeah, Star. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and there you were. I'm looking it. forward, though, to summer being over, you guys. It really is hot here, and, and in August it'll even I be hotter. That, you know, I think that's what's got me. This, you know, oh, listen to me. You know how I love my roses. All my white roses are dying because the heat just is killing everything in the garden. So this morning I was out there with a hat and covered up watering and tending to my plants. And I think that's why I'm comatose now, because I think the heat and the sun got to me. And I think I'm, I'm like in a coma. Could be. They said for older people not to be out in the heat. Of course, it wasn't applying to me. But they said if you're 80 or more, you shouldn't be out in the sun. Well, it doesn't apply older. to me either. Yes, but it is a lot older. It's hot. It's hot for everybody. Yeah, but I think I got sunstroke. Mm. What do you think? Um, um, I don't know. You might. How would I know? I only knew how you feel. I'm usually quick and witty. Uh, that's anyway. okay. 
That's okay, because we got to get this bouncy. All right, you guys. So first of all, I want to thank everybody for last week. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, so we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening every week. We've got some big shows I'm working on trying to get some uh, some legendary stars of the past, and hopefully that will work out. And in the upcoming weeks, we also have um, the biggest – stunt plane person in the history of Hollywood coming on, and we have the first gay. Was the stunt person have a name? Yeah, I forgot his name. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but we have the, the, the uh, we have a, a really cool J- Harvey Brownstone, who's like a, a talk show host, who's also the first gay Canadian judge to come out. And uh, he interviews all the legends. He's very cool. He's a Canadian judge who has a talk show. Yes, because he's not a judge anymore. He's retired. And now he has a talk show. Like, do we care? Yeah, he's very cool. We do? Yeah. We do think he's cool. We wouldn't invite him on the show if we didn't think he was cool. Well, I mean, cool. a gay judge to me is not exactly a trip into excitement. I uh, know, but a gay judge who's like interviewed like huge stars that you're friends with is what well, should be a lot of fun. Why is everybody now in our business? Everybody well, I know is trying to do an interview show. I mean, how much interviewing can you do? We've been doing it for 14 years. So we have a right yes, to I think be 15. Here. 15 years. So we have a right to be here. But these newcomers, you know, get over it. Just because we're successful does not mean you will be. That's okay. Everybody gets a chance. It's America. Get to do yeah, what you want to do. Everybody gets a chance, but go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, um, actually, Viral Victor said he went and saw Indiana Ooh. Jones. Victor in the chat room said he went to see Indiana Jones and it was terrible. I want to actually see it, but we're not going to pay to see it. So when it comes out and it streams, we'll watch it. Well, you know, it's like everything else. The first film is usually wonderful. The second sequel is okay. The third stinks. You this can like just, the fifth, it, I think. Huh? This is like the fourth or fifth one. Or yeah, something. it just gets monotonous after a while, and there's just so much you can do with it. And Harrison Ford, bless his soul, doesn't have it anymore. You know, he's old and not as gorgeous as he was, and people get disappointed. You know, it's funny because I, I knew a lot of uh, great celebrities of the 1940s, and I forgot who it was. Give me a minute, let me think. I think it might have been Arlene Dahl or or, che- or Esther Williams, but anyway, somebody told me, you have to leave it alone. You can't be what you were when you became famous because you lost it. Uh, so many stars that were magnificently beautiful when they were young became horribly ugly when they got old, and they still thought they could continue playing beautiful, gorgeous girls. And of course they couldn't. So to, to thy own self be true and know your capabilities and know what you're worth. Uh, Harrison Ford is a box office grab. Actually, he's the biggest actor in history. Yeah, I like, you know, I, I had a, a thing with him. Uh, when we lived in Manhattan, my daughter Deirdre was young. And they were shooting, um, I forgot what movie it was, where they were doing it in front of a pet store. And in the window were all these little puppies that they put in there just for the movie. So in between a shoot, my daughter went over and looked in the window with two other children and some rude little punk, you know, those jerks that think there's somebody that worked for us, yelled at the children, get away from that window, go back, go where your parents are, get out, really nasty. So I, of course, being the big mouth from Brooklyn, I walked over to Harrison Ford and I said, Harrison, let the children see the dogs. 
before you shoot. You've just heard all their feelings. And you don't want me to talk about it. And he looked at me like, who the hell are you? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want me to do it. You don't want this kind of press. So he looked at me as if to say, who are you? And I said, and that's a mystery. And I walked away. Well, he told the guy, the rude guy, let the kids look at the dog in the window. And all the children ran over, and they were looking at the puppies in the window. So Harrison is a nice guy. I like him because we chatted a little bit about it. And he was very uh, in agreement with me, and he thought it was not necessary. We weren't shooting. So I like Harrison Ford for that. I respect him because he was not above it all. He understood the kids. The children were, were hurt. They were insulted. The way this jerk, what do they call them again? The people that clean up the set. Uh, I don't know. There's a word for them. They have a title. Idiot, probably. But anyway, I liked Harrison. He was nice. Oh, keep talking. I'm having a problem. Keep talking. We're yes. having a problem with you. Yeah. Hey, Juan, do you see our guest? Because she says she's there. I'm wondering if she's on the wrong link. Even though I sent her the right one, I thought. Again, another. Let's see. Oh, welcome. There she is. Okay, she's there. Perfect. There she is. All right. All Let's right, everybody. There we go. Now, everybody, we see Claudia Wells, and now we're going to bring her in make sure we can hear her. Wait, now I can't see you. Hold on. We kind of see you. Wait, turn your camera on. It is on. Uh, well, come, back, come back from the future. I'll just start over. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Uh, come Come back from the future. <laughs> oh, you took your role. Hey, Juan, do you see anything that we can do to get us? Because we can't see her. You took your role too seriously. Oh, they're coming back. Let's see. Yay! Right here. Can you see me? Yes. Can yes. you see us? <laughs> well, you don't have to see us. You can't see us. You look uh, now I'm on again. You guys can't seem to hear me. No, I can hear We you know, can see you and hear you. If you can't can see, you see me, can you hear me? Yes. Can I describe myself? I'm six foot two. I'm backstage. No, no, you're, you're not backstage anymore. It says I'm backstage, and the host may add you to the broadcast at any time. Be ready. Uh, hey, Juan, take her out and bring her back because I don't think she the can app hear us. Saying, the app says you are backstage. Only the host may add time. Be ready. Hang on. Hey, Juan, take her out and bring her back and see if there's something up. I've been here since, like, oh, okay. um, 10 after 12, by the way. Can you hear you? Can you hear us now? I can't hear you. It's very fuzzy. I don't know why. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, Juan, you got any suggestions? Well, it sounds like you guys are in a tunnel. Claudia, can I describe myself since you can't okay. see me? Oh, you see me? Any okay, good. I'm can you hear us I don't now? see me anymore. Or I'm you. I'm six foot two, built like a, an Adonis. I'm told I'm just a rock cuts and double, and I'm 28 years old. Oh, do you, hang on, do you have any headphones you can plug into your phone? Do. I guess that joke didn't work. Did she can't you want hear me to just stay here or turn it off and start again? Hang on. Try tap dancing. Uh, see if you, hang on. Uh, do you have any headphones you can plug into? Do I need headphones? I'm, I'm, I'm like one foot from my phone. Uh, well, I'm just thinking because maybe that's why you can't hear us. Maybe that's why you can't hear us. I'm not sure. Otherwise, let's bring her out. Uh, Juan, bring her out and bring her back again. I, I'm, I'm, I can't hear you. Let me try. Hold on. 
Hold on. Juan, bring her out and bring her back otherwise, because something's wrong, because we never had a problem. Bring her out, bring her back. Yes. Oh. Okay, he's going to bring her back. Okay, let me turn on these headphones. Okay. I don't, I've never done a show with headphones before, so I didn't think I needed them. Okay. While you guys are doing that, I'm going to go to the kitchen and get something. It's okay. All right, everybody. So we're working on it. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody. Uh, we're seeing what we can work out now uh, with Claudia Wells. So hopefully it'll work out. Headphones if she has them. And welcome, Claudia. We'll be with you soon. I'm not sure why we don't hear her. Maybe your volume's not up on the phone? Even on StreamYard, I've never used headphones before. I'm trying to uh, connect them right now. Okay. Is the volume up on your phone? Maybe it's the volume. Check. Okay, it's on full volume. Okay. You can hear me or you can't hear me because we don't have headphones on. We're just talking normal. Oh, no, everybody. Sorry. I'm trying to connect these headphones. Sorry, I'm not technical. I just That's usually okay. use the iPhone and talk. Yeah, that's that, and it should work that way. I'm not sure why it's not. You guys sound like the um, peanuts, mom. These aren't these aren't connecting. I'm so sorry. Let me that's try okay. again. <laughs> so, can you see me and hear me? Yes, but you can't see us. I can't see you. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? I can very, very barely hear you. This sorry, we should have done a practice. <laughs> Hey, Juan, is there a way to bring her out? Uh, Why don't I leave and start over? Leave and start over, yes. Yes, leave and start over. That's good. All right, everybody, we're trying to get this to work. Hopefully it'll work. I'm not sure why it's not. That's Brandy's new sunshine doll. Doll, uh, playful thing, squeeze it, squeak it. She'll come running for it. Go get There she goes. Uh, that's Am a, I looking for Here's Astro, you guys. Astro, who's like the love of our lives. Yes, yes, indeed. Actually, Brandy's the love of our lives, too, but yes. Astro's the real love of our lives. When is he so what's up, chat room? Hang on, we're trying to get yes, this worked indeed. out. Oh, yes, indeed. No. We haven't had this problem before, so it's a new one. Okay, let's play cards. Let's see. Hang on. While we wait. I'm gonna love you. Like nobody's love you, come rain or come shine. Yes, Astro, that's you, my sweet love. In the meantime. I love to make out with my dog. You do, all the time. You make out with the dog all the time, you guys. Look how he kisses. Jimmy, why yeah. don't you lick me like that and kiss me like that? Uh, I do. I mean, Can't you play? Well, I don't lick you, but. <laughs> play doggy. <laughs> I, could, I could say, I can make jokes. About no. That. I won't. Anyway, what are we doing here? We're waiting to see if she's going to come oh. back in again. I so can talk see about you. It. I can hear you. You can, can see us? Yeah. 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 Now I'm going to open with a compliment. You look like Elizabeth Taylor. Have people told you that? Do you know what? My um, Akuswa Busia, my best friend when I was younger, used to call her my mother. Oh my God, that's so cool! Because yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew Elizabeth for years. You did? Yes, I did. Because she worked for Amfar, and I worked for Elizabeth Taylor Foundation for AIDS research wow. for doing these shows for years. 
So That's Elizabeth, amazing. Elizabeth, I met her once. Well, we hooked up business-wise, but I knew her. One time she was fat, one time she was thin. So, you know, there was a that in-between kind of a Liz time. But you look like Elizabeth Taylor. If you had that makeup of Liz, you'd look just like her. I have not heard that in years. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not lying because I didn't say you look like Hermione Gingold. <laughs> well, you didn't say what? You didn't say what? I didn't say you look like Hermione Gingold. No, it's fashion. You remember Hermione Gingold. <laughs> so hold on. Let's do an intro. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the famously talented Claudia Wells. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. Hi, Ron. We're super right. excited to have you on. We haven't seen you in a long time, and we haven't even been going to L.A. in a long time. But I went and did all kinds of research on you. You have more interviews on on YouTube from conventions and from just being who you are on YouTube than almost any other celebrity that we've ever had on. We've had like 1,500 celebrities or something on. Um, I don't believe that much stuff when you go to YouTube. You're all over the fucking place. Wow. Uh-oh, he said a swear word. Wow. He said the F and I said to him, we cannot curse on this show anymore because certain celebrities are prudish, the old ones, and they won't come on our show because of the vulgarity. Meanwhile, we have 5 million people who watch us every week and love the filthy talk. And so, in the chat room, they do think look, you look like Liz Taylor. Say hi to the chat room. Like hi, cameraman. Hi, cameraman. Say chat room, too. We have a chat room. Say hi to the chat room. Hi, chat room. There you go. I got a lot of You're actually in... You're actually in LA. Are you actually in your in your Armani Wells store? I'll be there in an hour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mo I made sure that no one can schedule appointments with me while we're together. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So let's hear so, the private joke. What okay, so Armani Wells, you guys, is is her clothing store. She sells a high end, kind of like Cece did. Oh, crazy. She has a high end. Um, is it? I don't know if it's consignment. You tell us what it is, and that way I don't. Okay. So uh, when I was 25, I opened it at the same location where I'm at now. It's Armani Wells. It's super high-end men's clothing only, no women's clothing. And it's everything from casual to formal, head to toe, including accessories, only designers. So Armani, Versace, Canali, Zania, Prada, Gucci, Tom Ford, Brunello Cuccinelli, Laura Piana. And I sell things for about 20% of retail. Sometimes it's 50% of retail um, if it has new with tags, which most of my stuff has. So I am a resale store. I don't do consignment. I own everything in the shop because I want to be able to give my clients the best prices. And I can do that if I don't have to call someone and say, do you mind if I, you know, give a discount? Um, and when someone comes in, I'm open by appointment only. So I style the men head to toe. Literally, I say, walk in with your wallet. I'll do all of the rest. I bring them to the tailor. Uh, I oversee the entire thing, and every item in the store I've personally chosen and purchased. And I like, love it. So I used yeah. to be a, I used to be a clothing designer, and I used to have stores in Florida, and I made all one of a kind clothes. Um, so I'm very familiar with the clothing industry itself. And you guys, the website is ArmaniWells.com, and she has tons of celebrities. And I saw a video of you working with someone who's a very dear friend of ours, Sean Kanan. Oh, oh Sean, yes. I love Sean. For years, I've been, um, I buy and sell with him. I just sure? saw him at a Comic-Con um, recently. Yeah, he's a very good friend. Sean, he and his, and wife, his wife, Michelle. Oh, she's uh, phenomenal and stunning. We had a dinner party at our house, 
and I had about 20 people and I was cooking all Italian food for them and I got sort of backed up and Sean jumped up and started making the salad and Michelle got in there, where she's Italian, and was helping me. And in 10 minutes, we had the meal on the table. That's the kind of people they are. Sean and Michelle are not show-off snobs. They are I real, agree with you. I agree real, with you. They're real friends, and we love Yeah, them. no, he's a great guy. In fact, Sean is going to be in a movie with me uh, that uh, Michelle is going to direct. Two. Really? Yeah. Two movies that Michelle's going to direct. Two movies, yeah. So Sean I'm plays, still acting, by the way, hint, hint. <laughs> no, but Sean plays my son in one of the films. Perfect. Uh, actually, because uh, I actually saw you've done a little bit of stuff recently, um, and I wasn't positive, but you guys, if you go to ClaudiaWells.com and you're interested in poking her, she has a thing. I saw it on there yesterday when I was on her website looking at everything. And Because um, I'm a producer. I have nine films in production uh, that I'm working on right now, and so it's good to know that because – Oh, absolutely. Uh, everybody, like, loves you. And you are you go to conventions almost every weekend, it seems like. You're always, like, all over the world. Well, I am all over the world. It's not every weekend, but it's been quite a lot. I'll be in Wales at the uh, Comic-Con, the Monopoly Events Comic-Con, August 12th and 13th. And, um, gosh, yeah, I've been all over, all over. I was in Europe, I think, six times in a matter of four months. Um Lucky yeah, you. it was, it was uh, nuts. I love it, but you know the good thing about my store being open by appointment only. And by the way, you do it through the ArmaniWells.com. That's the only way to schedule to come into my store. But um, it affords me the freedom to be able to do the other part of my career, which is the you know appearances and and events like that, and then even acting. I was sent to Prague uh, maybe six seven months ago to play a queen in a castle in a fairy tale movie. Good for you. What were you going to say? They wanted me to play a queen once in the fairy tale. <laughs> um, How'd that I, work out? <laughs> I, I wasn't about to, you just fed me that, and I wasn't about to drop it. Now, <laughs> Claudia, when you go to all these uh, Comic-Con things, you're going because of Back to the Future. Is that what the big draw is? That's absolutely. Some people... Um, Remember that I, I starred in Herbie the Love Bug, that TV series. Sometimes they ask about that or Fast Times. Um, I played Linda Barrett, the Phoebe Cates character in the TV series version of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But, the, but truly, it is Back to the Future. I mean, oh, I've got people dressed in cosplay and uh, nice. yeah, it's pretty much Back to the Future. Tell, tell our audience, what, what part did you play in Back to the Future? I know, but I want them to know. <laughs> I played Marty McFly's present-day girlfriend, Jennifer Parker. And well, and you played it well. Thank you. It really was. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about that a little bit because I think it's super cool. First of all, uh, Back to the Future, you guys, starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Kristen Glover, uh, James Tolkien, J.J. Cohen, Billy Zane. There's a whole bunch of people. But we've actually had James Tolkien and J.J. Cohen on the show. Um, James is like my best buddy. I love James. I love him. And for you guys who don't, if you don't remember, you can also remember James from Top Gun, the original Top Gun. He's like the commander guy who like is like doesn't really like Tom Cruise. <laughs> your ego, uh, your ego is writing checks. Your, your something is writing checks that your ego can't cash. Yeah, you can't cash. Right. I loved it. So, so he's a he's a really cool, cool, cool guy. So how how is it being in one of the most like iconic? Do people recognize you on the street? Because like Back to the Future, probably for my generation, 
um, and I'm probably a little older than you, but like probably like one of the most iconic movies of my like growing up in the world. You know, it's funny. I was in Vienna for a day in between jobs and just walking down the street, this stranger came up and he recognized me. I'm always surprised when people recognize me. Um, sometimes I'm like, who told you? Uh, <laughs> No, I like I like ovation. Oh, shit, I, I like. Oh, you know what? I bet that means somebody called her phone. Sorry. Um, yeah, occasionally they do. Um, you know, I like, hang, hang on, let her finish that though. Let her finish. No, but she's talking about when she walks down the street, people recognize her, and that opens the door for me to say, when I walk the streets, I'm happy that they recognize me. I need fifty bucks. <laughs> you funny, funny guy. I like you. <laughs> So actually, we should give a shout out too, real quick, to Diane McClure Repetto because she's who actually oh, introduced peanut butter, my peanut butter. You got me. You beat me to the punch. I have a shout out for peanut butter, who's you call Diane, and Mary and Zachy. Yes, Mary and Zach, Jaden and Mary, and uh, so that's awesome. And We're actually going to a birthday party for Mary. Oh, I don't know if that might be a secret. I don't Wait, know it might be a secret. Don't say anything. Oh, we're, not, we're not going to a birthday party. <laughs> So we By actually. The way, I call Diane Peanut Butter because she's been my assistant at like five or six shows, and she is so extraordinary and so um, capable and uh, amazing that she's the peanut butter to my jelly sandwich. Oh, there Did you, you ever eat any of her candy? What'd you say? Have you ever eaten any of her candy? You know she has a candy. No, food. but I've seen it. The fudge. It looks yeah. amazing. No. She makes her own homemade the chocolate. Oh my God! It's like an yeah, organ. No, Great I, America. No, her, her candy is so delicious that when you see it, you want to fuck it. <laughs> okay, this is a no curse word zone. <laughs> I see that at my store too. It's not just you. Okay, Claudia, I had to do that once in the show because I don't want our viewers or fans to say, "Oh, now they went clean." <laughs> I like love it. So okay, so let's yeah, go. I didn't talk about your boobs or any of that shit. <laughs> so how do you like how do you like going to all the conventions and how was it like when the actual movie came out? Like what was that like back in the when did, what time what year did it come out? Seventies. No, July third, nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Okay, eighty five. So how was how was that for you when that came out and there was like a you know just a, a storm of like media and everything that was going on? What was that like for you? That's a really good question. Um, I went into a TV series pretty quickly after the movie came out. I, that's when I started doing Fast Times. So I was on set every day. And you know how when you're on set, there's no world outside of the soundstage or wherever your set is. So I really, all I really paid attention to about it was my mom mentioned that it was at the Avco for nine months. And at that time, you know, movies don't stay for nine months, maybe a few months. And I've been acting, I've been acting for so long and starring in TV series and episodics and movies of the week and school break specials. And I guess a lot of people don't realize that I did more than, you know, back to the future. So I didn't really pay heed to the fame of it. It didn't quite hit my uh, consciousness until, um, maybe 15 years ago when all the appearances started happening and the conventions and now back to the future seems to grow every year exponentially. I mean, they just did a huge event in uh, New York last night 
honoring Bob Gale and Michael J. Fox and Team Fox and uh, showed the Back to the Future, the musical. Um, I had to decline because I, I had other stuff I have to do, but uh, it's, that's going to like explode even more because now it's on Broadway. Yeah. It's I just amazing. Well, it was a good script with a good idea because it's something that people are interested in. What is it going to be like in the future? You know, are we going to have two heads or what? But I, I just want to tell you something. I'm 83 years old, all right? And I want you to enjoy everything you're having now. Everything you're having now, enjoy. Because when you become 83 years old with white hair, you no longer look like you look now, so people will never recognize you. So I'm, never, I'm in the business since 1959, okay? Wow. I'm 83. No one recognizes me. Unless... Sometimes if I speak, they say, I think I've seen you in something. I said, yeah, I have black hair. And I was young. And I look like Tony Curtis. Now I don't any longer. I can see that. No, I can totally see that. Not, not any longer. No, when I was younger, yes. So I kind of tell everybody in the business, enjoy the intrusion of people. Because the day will come when they're not going to intrude anymore. And you're going to walk around saying, crap, I wish somebody would recognize me. Gee whiz, I did all that work. So I'm happy that you're so recognized now. Enjoy it. It's a wonderful gift. You know, I know a lot of uh, big celebrities because I'm from the 1950s days where the movie stars were legends. Jane Russell was my best friend, Betty Davis. I knew all of them. And they would some, some of them would be very annoyed if they were recognized. And I would say to them, what, why are you so pissed off? They'd say, well, because that's my job. It's not my life. I have a life too. I said, no, you don't. When you're as famous as you are, you do not have a life. Your life belongs to the public. And how do you feel about that? I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm very <laughs> grateful that I have my store so I can take care of people and get that same sort of um, relation and back and forth and transforming someone's life in a different kind of a way. And I'm I love that I have that and that solid business basis for 32 years now. I also am so honored and grateful that I have the opportunity to meet people all over the world and we have a commonality. It's like there's a, a loyalty factor and a love that is just intrinsic. And to be able to go someplace and have people be so nice to me even though they've never met me before, and to see the effect I can have on their life just by giving them a hug or a smile. I mean, people will cry or, you know, say it's the greatest moment of their life. Even a 15-year-old once said, you made my life. I mean, it's just if you help, it's to good. have no strangers because of that commonality and that love and that appreciation. And you also, it's a business as well, it, it just blows my mind. I think now, wait, well, if, you know who Jane Russell is, right? Of course. And I, 18 hours <laughs> Well, but more than that, Jane was I know, my, I know, Marilyn Monroe, and I know. She was my dearest and best friend. And when we would go to dinner together, there was always a few people that came over to the table. While we were eating, you know, they don't have the protocol of years ago to wait for us to stop eating and then come. Right, and right. Jane got annoyed, and they would say to her, can I have your autograph? She said, no, 
but you can have a picture with me because that I know you'll keep. And I said, that's very curious because how many people sign autographs and these people throw them away? But nobody throws a photograph away with you. So are you generous? Do you take photos with people if they ask you? Of course. I have I have um, Back to the Future pictures and clock tower flyers in my store because sometimes fans come in, not just customers who want me to dress them. And I always do pictures with all of them. I like it. I want to say that when people ask me, can I have a picture with you? I say, yes. Would you like it with me with clothes or without? (laughs) I should have seen that coming. (laughs) No, I think so. The first time we met you, um, you were super friendly to everybody. I mean, there was a lot of celebrities at the event, but but you were super nice to everybody. You were dressed amazingly fun. Um, I think that you have a reputation, you know, for being really nice with your fans. And I think that's nice for everybody. You know, but you don't know who I am. You don't remember. You never saw me. So that's what's terrible about this business. I've done a lot of work, a lot of television, a lot of stuff. And I could go anywhere. I'm, I'm unnoticed. He's more knows now for our show because we, we just broke 1 billion, 100 million downloads. Um, but I'll tell you, I would <laughs> like I'm so happy to be on your show. And, and uh, I really like that's just extraordinary. If somebody would come up to me and say, oh, I've seen you in this and that, and I enjoyed your work. That would make me happy. But a lot of times they come over and they say, I've seen you before. Where do I know you from? I get that. I get that a lot. I go to school together. Yeah, I get that a lot. I said, you probably know me from the Flamingo Massage Club. (laughs) So we do that a lot, though. Like, I I started out uh, as a celebrity clothing designer. Like I said, I had a bunch of clothing stores. And I dressed Elton John. I mean, everybody shopped in my stores. Like, uh, I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, and that's how I actually, I initially, though, would go to conventions and take free clothes. And that's how I would get all the celebrity guests on the show right off the bat. Like, one of my first guests was, like, Malcolm McDowell, Clive Barker. Wow. People right at the beginning. Did you do that? And so that's how I built the show initially before I met Ron. Um, and, and it was before a lot of fun. His life was in ruin. <laughs> yeah. But it was a lot of fun. And, and so we've had a lot of celebrities. And, and we just know a lot of celebrities because we do make movies and stuff. Combined, uh, and you're, and you're combined, one of, combined, we know We don't watch a single TV show that we don't know somebody. Right. You know, every show that comes on, we know somebody. That's and uh, it makes it a lot of fun. And, um, and I think that you've been very nice with all your fans. And it makes it a lot of fun. Well, so, I'm, I'm glad we Well, they mean it. the world to me. They literally mean, I mean... I don't understand. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Ron. No, no, I'm just saying that I'm happy we know you now because because of Diane, our paths will cross. Yeah. And it's yeah, not absolutely. to know you. When I next time I see you, I will know you in person. And I will know you. Yeah, I was I just gonna say, um, it blows my mind that anyone wouldn't be appreciative and kind to fans because they're the only reason why we have these opportunities. Right. I mean, it's just kind of most, most people recognize it, but they don't all. So let's talk a little well, bit I'm, about You know, like I tell everybody, I'm a newcomer in the business. I, I'm only, I started 64 years ago. <laughs> and I'm a newcomer. Of course, nobody knows me. They say, well, what, what made you at your age decide to act? I said, what are you talking about? They said, well, you're 83 years old. What makes you decide to act? I said, baby, I was in a movie in 1959 with Ted Hunter and Sophia Loren. You know, <laughs> wow, I, I love that. I, I just turned 57. Oh, that's how old I am. I'm 57 also. <laughs> you look a lot of work done now. No, no, and I will let me clarify this for the entire world because online it's always like she shouldn't have fixed her face. She shouldn't have had so much work. 
I, I have not had any surgery on my face other than my chin after a car crash. Oh, that's, that's it. I know. I like love it. So, I mean, so people say, how much work have you, how many lifts have you had? Well, how much work have you had? And I said, absolutely not. I said, if you think my face looks young, you should see my other parts. Oh, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Fast Times real quick, because I, okay. I I didn't watch it when it was going on, but I have, I've seen it. I saw it later. Um, but Courtney Thorne-Smith, Patrick Dempsey, Ray Walston, Fred Willard, Martin Mull, Jason Hervey, what a great, phenomenal cast. And I'm, I, I was a huge Melrose Place fan, so Courtney Thorne-Smith eventually was on Melrose Place. Was she kind of cool, and do you still know her? I don't still know her, and um, she is very cool. I think that that show started a bunch of people off to stardom, like Patrick Dempsey, Courtney yeah, Thorne-Smith, Wally Ward, who became Wallace Langham on CSI, I think. Uh, yeah, very cool girl. She and I read together um, at the network, and I actually did a cold reading because I, my agent found me at a restaurant and said, you have to go to the network for Fast Times. And I said, I, I thought we weren't going to do that. And she said, well, I thought I was negotiating for a uh, one-hour show, but it was a 30-minute show. Get there. This is the deal. And I was like, all right. So I went there and did a cold reading with Courtney and um, another girl. And then when I was in the elevator, the network lady said, don't tell your agent I told you this. And I'm not supposed to do this, but you got the part. Yay! <laughs> I've had that sometimes. I like love that. I, I was shocked. You no, know, I've had that said to me. I said, I guess I screwed up on that one. Huh? And they said, so this, I'm gonna don't ask worry you, about I'm it. I'm going to ask you a question that probably nobody ever asked. Oh, good. According to your IMDb, you did two episodes of Family. When I was growing up, Christy McNichol was my idol. Like I had pictures of her, and now she's a lesbian and I'm gay. How do you figure that out? But but I had pictures of her in my You're locker gay? at school. I had, hang on, I had oh wait, let God. me finish. No, I, I want to know what it's I like. Sit next to yeah, right. We're married. Um, uh, <laughs> so so how was Christy? How was it working? Because she was a big star when Family came out. She was a huge star. So that was Seda Thompson, James Broderick. Who was James? Who's Matthew? Is his son um, Quinn Cummins and Christy? And I have always admired Christy McNichols' acting. I mean, I just think it's amazing. And I still lived in San Francisco. I was eleven when I got that part. And I, at this, like at the dining room table where they had us do our three hours of school, I just sat there and stared at her. <laughs> <laughs> It was really that was that was my um, step into acting. Oh my God! So I, I, yeah, at eleven. I, I, when I was young, I had in seventh and eighth grade. There was this girl, Shannon Reynolds, and she was just like Christy McNichol. And I should have figured out because now she's a basketball coach. Um, but I was like in love with her, and like I would like just die you for were her. Fantasy. No, I didn't know I was gay then. I hadn't figured oh, it mean, all out. <laughs> Everybody knows they're gay. But I love Christy McNichol. Christy McNichol was me I had one of these gay guys said I was 30 years old and realized I was gay. No. I mean, what are you bullshitting? I'm talking about I'm 11 or something. I'm 11 years old. We are born gay. I have no clue as to what straight people. I've never been straight. I have no idea what it's like to be straight. Not a clue. Just like you have no idea what it's like to be a lesbian. It's the same thing. So, I mean, I'm Actually, interesting about... Family, because when my mom and I moved to L.A., Quinn Cummins from Family was the only person that we knew in the entire city when we moved here to be oh, wow. so I could be an actress. Oh, my God. What was that? And you moved from San Francisco, Quinn Cummings. She was one of the 
Yeah, yeah. She, she was the girl from Goodbye uh, Goodbye Girls. She was nominated yeah, yeah. for Richard Dreyfus, Mark Mason. But doing that episode of Family uh, allowed me to convince my mom to leave our life in San Francisco and move to LA so I could be a proper actress and really pursue it. And she did. Murphy the Love Bug came after that then? Yes. Well, a while after that, I did things and I did several things in between. But yeah, um, Herbie the Love Bug with Dean Jones. One, that was a huge one. Dean Jones okay. is like the oh, biggest yeah. Disney ever. A personal question. Mm -hmm. How many husbands have you had? How many what? Husbands have you had? Zero. <laughs> I've never been married. Never been married. Good for you. You're smart. <laughs> that's, why hey. you, that's why you look so young. <laughs> <laughs> if you were married, you broke down. Housewife. How is life? Housewife. You know, she said if you would be married, you'd be a Yeah, I'm the housewife. But I'm 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 a good ninety-nine point eight percent Ashkenazi Jew, so I can cook and I can serve and I can I, I, I know how to host. Yeah, well I'm I'm also uh, part Jewish. My father was Jewish, my mother was Christian. So, I'm Christian well, and Jewish. Yeah, so I, I have part Italian. You know, people think because you're Italian you have to be a Christian. I say Judaism is a religion. It's not a nationality. Anybody can be Jewish, just like you could be Christian. That, that boils me over with, you're Jewish, you're Italian. Do you get that? Sammy Davis Jr. was Jewish. Yeah, yes. so, so was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Converted. Yeah, no, I don't get that. I, um, I'm a founding member of my church, and, and God and Jesus is my entire life. And I also love the fact that I, I've, I'm so um, fully... Jewish, because I think a lot of my strength just comes from, I'm a German Jew, so I think it comes just from in my cells and DNA of the strength of what Jews had to go through and survive. Which we don't talk about. You know, we're so involved with slavery in this country, and let's feel sorry for black people because they were slaves 300 years ago. I do. It was terrible what was done to them. But it was far more terrible what was done to the German Jews only 80 years ago. How I, I think it's hard to compare, but this, it's... No, but I, I was, but it's, Jews it's, were death. Yeah, I have relatives that were in the war. and Well, my dad was in World War II, actually, um, 10th Mountain Division. And I'm a Russian-Danish-German Jew. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel sorry for the Jewish people more than anybody because they really were, they were executed. I think they would have preferred to have been slaves, at least living. When I was right. younger, I used to ask my mom about, can you imagine where we'd be scientifically and medically and artistically had that not occurred? I mean, just so much grace and talent and skill and intelligence obliterated. So I want to do it. Uh, I want to do a promo for you real quick. Oh, thank you. Um, so what I did is I downloaded your 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 your, your commercial for your store. Oh, thank you. And then we're going to come back and we have a couple of questions uh, uh, that we always ask everybody who's an actor and an actress, but I'm not going to tell you what they are until we get to it. But one, so one, you're going to play the um, Armani Wells commercial. Claudia is going to introduce it real quick. Okay. Well, this was a, a little clip of. An introduction to my store so people can see what it's like because I don't advertise. I'm all word of mouth. So this will give you a vibe of what it's about. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe men deserve a place of their own, a place they can come in, be respected, happy, and have the opportunity to be gorgeous. That's what I do here. My name is Claudia Wells. I'm the owner of Armani Wells. I opened right here in the same location over 28 years ago. When someone comes in, it's my job to make them the most beautiful that they've ever been. I love to see a well-dressed man, but I don't think it's fair that it's so expensive. I think everyone should have the ability to wear the finest fabrics, the finest cuts. I've got Brioni, Versace, Armani, Prada, Gucci, Dolce Gabbana, jeans to tuxedos, head to toe, including accessories that are current style, perfect condition, as if they're brand new, because I buy from millionaires, billionaires, shopaholics, actors who can only wear things one time. I'm the only just for men resale shop anywhere in Los Angeles, and I believe I always have been. There's a comfort level for a man to wear something very high end. There's a power with that. I want my guys to be the most powerful man in the room. I want them to walk in with confidence and esteem. And a lot of times, you get it from the clothes. When you look the part, you are the part. Now, I also have fans who come in from all over the world to surprise me, but I've become a stop like Doc Brown's house or Universal Studios. They know they can find Jennifer Parker at Armani Wells. And I love that. Now, thank you. Absolutely, think you must be a redhead again. <laughs> I love. I, I, I'm a redheaded guy. What? No, no, you, no, should, no. you should be a redhead again. He should. He loves. She loves your love red hair. hair red. I'll tell oh, my hairdresser. I love the red better than this. The red, you're flaming. You're fabulous. I used to be a hair colorist because an actor star. So I worked for the Jolie Femme in something place, New York. Well, I mean, let me see what I can do about that. We had all the top, top women. And I was a hair color consultant. And I told, you know, some women came in, they wanted to be platinum, blonde, silver. I said, no, your skin is silver. You can't. You need to contrast. That red on you. Oh, drop that. I think you had red hair when we met you, actually. Drop yeah, 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 yeah. I had red hair a lot of the time. It's <laughs> drop that. Go back to red. Please go back to red. It makes you wild. No, I'm sure. I will definitely keep that in mind, and um, I'm taking note. Thank you. The red, is, the red is like Rita Hayworth, Susan Hayworth. It just it goes. It happens. Okay, so here's the questions. Here's the questions I like to ask. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So you've been in all kinds of stuff. You've worked with tons of tons of huge people. Bucket list: male and female actor that you think it would be great to work with that you've never worked with before that you think it would be fun. And if you could have been in any other movie. That's ever been made in history. What movie would you have liked to have been in? Easy. Just the lane. <laughs> okay. Um, I love Al Pacino. That. I love that pick. Slash Robert De Niro. Gone okay. with the wind. Gone with the wind. Uh, think about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like love that. But, yeah, I went down. I auditioned for Scarlett O'Hara, and they said, "Gee, there's something wrong with you." I said, "What is that?" They said, "You're too tall." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know um, wh where we are time-wise, but I screen-tested, so the part was between me and the girl who got it. For Gremlins, Goonies, Young Sherlock Holmes, Labyrinth, 
um, Adventures in Babysitting, and so many other movies. So I almost did all of those. And yet, if I was to choose a movie, it's still Gone with the Wind. Oh, that's cool. When I was about 16, I think, I auditioned for West Side Story. Oh, I can see that. And they, well, I wanted to play the, on the Puerto Rican side because with my black hair, I look Puerto sure. Rican. And they said, gee, uh, Mr. Russell, you know, you really have to know how to dance. I said, oh, can I bluff it? They said, we saw what you do. You really have to know how to dance. <laughs> I had the nerve to go. He auditioned, but he didn't get it. Oh, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I was like a, like a horse, like a gorilla jumping around. But, I Mariska Hargitay and I were well, at the audition for uh, Break. Mariska Hargitay and me were at the audition for Breakin', and there was a dance uh, teacher making these dancers do all this stuff, and she and I were in the back looking at each other going, they do know the we're actors, right? <laughs> <laughs> but with, Great movie. What I was talking about was leading up to my question. Oh, my, sorry. My question is, did you, do you, or would you audition for anything, even if you know you're wrong for it? I no. did. I did. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't. However, I I say that, how, but it's not necessarily a fully complete answer because... I've gotten, I, there was a part I got in a school break special and the girl was described as tall, lanky, tan, um, blonde, long hair. And I'm not lanky, not tan, brown hair. Uh, and I got the part. So I will audition um, for a role that's not like exactly looking like me, but I won't audition for any role in terms of the project. If it's a project I don't want to be a part of or it doesn't feel like I ought to be a part of, I'm not going to audition for that. But if it's a, a role of someone who's described looking differently, I have no problem with that. Did you? Well, did you I, I auditioned not long ago. I, I play a college kid. Yeah, uh, right. I, I'm six foot tall, magnificently gorgeous. As I said, I rock cuts and look alike. And I didn't get the part. So I questioned the, the producer. I said, excuse me, but why didn't I get the part? He said, listen, when we need somebody senile, we'll call you. Oh. <laughs> well, you're not senile or you wouldn't remember that story. <laughs> that was a made-up story. <laughs> Did you have to audition for Back to the Future? Yes, I had one audition. I walked in. It was Steven Spielberg, uh, Bob Gale, Bob Zemeckis. Frank Marshall, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, Judy Taylor, Fenton Feinberg, cameraman, and uh, Neil Canton. And I was in there for about two and a half hours, and Stephen was talking to me the whole time. The guy who was auditioning for Marty was on his 11th callback. This is before Eric Stoltz got it. And it was one of my most fun auditions I've ever had. Stephen kicked out the cameraman because he didn't want to have a video camera that he wasn't in charge of. And uh, the audition scene was the scene that uh, Marty and Lorraine in the backseat of the car where she's smoking and drinking at the dance, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And um, Stephen was just asking me all these questions. And every time I would say, I'll tell you, but you have to promise not to tell my mom. 
And uh, it was really, really fun. It was literally just one time, but I had just not gotten the part in Gremlins, Goonies, and Young Sherlock Holmes. So they were, I think they were all kind of aware of me. Um, but yeah, no, it was one, one audition. I got the part and then some people know the story, but I got the part. Then Eric got the part of Marty and, um, and then the, and, and then a pilot I had done the previous six months prior with Ed Asner and Eileen Brennan and Dennis Haysbert called off the rack got picked up to be a series. And the series was in the same time frame as my filming back to the future. And because that was my original contract and ABC didn't want to share me with uh, Amblin, I had to back out from being Jennifer and go with my commitment. And Ed Asner said to the producers, he's like, let the kid do a Spielberg movie. But they wanted me right where they wanted me. So they recast my part and um, she never actually oh, yeah. filmed. I did, uh, I did pictures when Eric Stoltz was Marty to, to be in his wallet, like girlfriend pictures. And then Eric was let go. I was done with my series. Michael was hired. The girl they had replaced me with is 5'6 or 5'7. Michael's 5'4, I'm 5'3. I got my part back. That was, that's an amazing story, actually. And I think a lot of people don't actually know that Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly. I knew that, but I think a lot of people don't know that. Um, I didn't think anyone would ever know. And then um, after the 25th anniversary, it was started being made public. I mean, he's a great guy. I took acting class with him when he first moved to L.A. Um, with Stella Adler, um, her master class. He's a, such a talented guy. But thank God it worked out the way it did because I got to still be Jennifer. Yeah, and you got to do both things. You got to do both. And I got to do both things. You're right. Which makes it a lot of fun. Well, I, I, I went to audition for A Streetcar Named Desire. <gasps> Marlon Brando was there. And, of yeah. course, they wanted me. They really did. Is it a real story or a joke story? If you make... If you, if you, if you, if you, let, if you let the joke run... <laughs> people will know it's, I know, but... People will know it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm auditioned with Marlon Brando for named Desire, <laughs> and he got the film because he slept with the producer and I didn't. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I would have had Streetcar. There's the joke. Jeez. I can see you auditioning for that. Yes, I I I I was too ethnic looking. My problem, see, I don't look like this when I'm young. If I ever showed you a picture of me young, you think you think I was Arabic or Greek or some. I'm very dark in the summer. And my hair was jet black, and I had these big, thick black eyebrows and long eyelashes. Very, very swarthy looking. Back then, they wanted Tab Hunter, Troy Donahue, blonde men. It was all about the, the boy next door, like Grace Kelly, the girl next door. Mm -hmm. so I would go down and audition for so many things, and they'd say, just not right. Now, at, a, at 100 years old, I have, more, I have six movies I'm making because they want me to play mobster, father, all the, all the shit. But when I was young, terrible. You couldn't, Sal Minio started it. When Sal, you know who Sal Minio is? Mm -mm. Sal Minio was Rebel Without a Cause with Natalie Wood and James. Oh, of course. Played the little boy. When Sal Minio started auditioning and getting work, then they started to accept the, the Latin. Uh, but back in those days, it, it was, it, it was very hard getting work. I like love it. So, so we got like two. We have like two minutes, two or three minutes. So, what? First of all, what do we want to promote for you? Where are you going to be next? 
Next, I will be in Wales, August 12th and 13th for the Monopoly event, uh, Comic-Con. And um, if people want, if they can't make it to a Comic-Con or to an appearance, they can always purchase um, photos on uh, ClaudiaWells.com. And also my event schedule is always right there. As soon as I'm signed up for something, I put it on that website. Um, real important, if you want to come to my store, you have to go through ArmaniWells.com. And my media sites online are the Claudia Wells on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm on YouTube. My channel's called Claudia Wells. And I'm a TikToker now. And that's Claudia Wells official. Um, but mostly, I just want to say I, I'm, I'm grateful and appreciative and honored that people are so loving and kind and interested in the old me. Um, and I just do the best I can every day. And we're so happy you came on the show. It, it, it makes all of the slings and arrows that we have to uh, put up with in our business. You know, it's a tough business. The rejection, the uh, looking at you like you're a piece of meat. You know, you're too yep. short, you're too tall, you're too fat, you're too That's blonde. right. Uh, you're not right. It's constant rejection, constantly telling you that you're not good enough. You're and, right. And we have a strength that goes beyond the, the norm. Because we say, fuck you, and we keep going forward. That's a curse again. That's okay. Uh, and we keep going. We don't stop. You really, you're exactly correct. You just described it very well. I'm 83 years old, and I'm still out there slugging. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but I'm, I'm still, I still, my dream is still to continue acting. I just have chosen to pray that it comes to me when it's supposed to. And um, well, you gotta push faith a little bit. You gotta push faith. Yeah, but everybody you have to push faith. And everybody bit. knows you because you're like everybody know actually knows you. When you say Claudia Wells, people actually know you. Sometimes you have people honored, and you have to say right. you know their name, and then you have to say you know they were in this, 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 and this. But like Ron you, Russell, and then he was in yeah, this. this yeah. yeah, but with you, Claudia, when you say Claudia Wells, people and, automatically and, and, know. And you're still valuable. You look great. You speak well. You got your marbles. You're not a drugged up idiot. And you, you really do well. And I think that you could work again well. I would I, love to. I'd like to work with you. I think we'd have a good time. We'll put her in something. Well, okay. We'll, we'll have fun on the set anyway. Absolutely. I think oh, I'd be a better actress now because of all the life experience I've had. I wouldn't have to make it up. I yes. just like draw on reality. And also, you're at the age now where perfection is in the drama that you know inside of you. Right. When you're young, there's no drama in you. It's all erection time, you know, excitement, erection, jump, go, get. But when we get to be 50, we suddenly have a value that comes about us that we don't have as youngsters. I guess it's called maturity. Yeah. And you are a lovely woman. Thank you. I, I'd like to see you in film. I think you're, you're, I, you're probably a damn good actress, too. Thank you. So I think you should get, Jimmy, I would like to work with her. So we'll see what we can do. I have a phone number. We're she, friends. She could play, We're friends. She could play, play my older sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claudia. So put my girlfriend. Thank you so much. You guys follow the Claudia Wells in social media. Well, Thanks so sweet. much for coming on. Thank you both. Thanks. You yes. Absolutely a delight. Total Thank delight. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, I love you guys. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was she is the nicest woman. The nicest. I can't say girl anymore because people get upset.
but she's the nicest woman. So a good woman makes you sound older. I like girl better. She's such a nice girl. So you guys, we're going to take a quick music break, and then we're going to bring on our next guest, and we're going to play a song by our next guest. The name of the song used to be hers. Uh, It's a super great song. We're going to play it, and then in a couple of minutes, we'll be back with Manny Cabo. So here it is. Take it away, Juan. This is my house, this is my car I got my seat at the end of the bar And where I'll spend most nights these days This is my room, this is my bed Where the sleepless nights don't end Oh, what I'd give to go back in time again I'd let her know how I feel She was my Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron.
next guest. Go ahead and bring him in, Juan. Bring him hello, on. Hello, hello. Hey, Mandy, how you doing? How are you guys? So good to be here, you man. Oh, so really? You think I look much younger than when you saw me two years ago? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, you guys look great, man. You guys look amazing. You think I'm the most terrific thing in the world? Oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> well, what have you been doing since, Sorry, you, got your since you bombed on the stage at Soho's event? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you even remember us? Do you remember Actually, us? Are you kidding me? Of course I do. I, listen, as a, as a 25-year veteran photographer, I don't forget faces. I'll forget a name. But I won't forget a face. I'm so okay. I'm so magnificent looking. You couldn't possibly forget. <laughs> and you were great. No, I remember. Hold on. Let's do a formal introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, singer, songwriter, rock star, author, and photographer Manny Cabo. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. And for any of the women out there who want to break up a marriage or a relationship, you got Manny. He's <laughs> true. He's very Puerto Rican, right, Manny? I was born here. I'm a I'm an American craft cheese, but I was uh, my mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's Uruguayan. So yeah, I'm Hispanic. I thought back. I thought we spoke and you said you were Puerto Rican. Yeah, I am half Puerto Rican, half Uruguayan. But I was yeah, born I, here. Puerto, half Puerto Rican, half Uruguayan. Yeah, well, Puerto Rican happened to be my favorite Hispanic people. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. I love Puerto Rican. So wait, you live in New Jersey too, right? I do. I do. There's nobody more fun than a Puerto Rican. Oh my god. I agree. I agree. I, when I was growing up, you know, back in the 50s, the Puerto Ricans were not too accepted in this country, by the way. They didn't like them. I didn't give a shit because Manny Rivera, same name as you, was my best friend. And through Mary, I met Gloria Hermandez, who I went out with. So I was hanging out with a bunch of Puerto Ricans who lived in the projects. Forget about it. The parties, the dancing, the music, oh, yeah. the energy, the fried bananas. Oh, and he actually just told the story with our last guest, how he actually like auditioned to be a dancer in West Side Story, but he couldn't dance. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had a dance lesson in my life. Yeah, I think you need to dance, though. Yeah, but you know yeah, what? Yeah. You, you, you hook yeah. up with some Latinos, some platanitos, arroja a little salsa. You're golden, man. You're absolutely Well, I auditioned for the movie they made now. I was uh, 80 at the time. And they said, gee, uh, Mr. Russell, we were looking for somebody a little younger. Yeah, right. I, I said, younger than 80? 83. <laughs> so hold on. We have a chat room filling, uh, with a bunch of people. They're all saying hi. Say hi to everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Love you all. Actually, B. Claudia is in Germany, and she usually never misses a show. She came oh. late. So she's only here for you. But she wrote, you're a great vocalist. You were in The Voice 2015. Adam Levine were, picked you. So she like uh, – has all your shit down. That's all. <laughs> well, the gates. Now I mentioned yes. I mentioned that the fair that Soho Johnny had, and uh, you were outrageously great. I got to tell you, that. not because you're in front of. I have know? my moments, you know. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, so <laughs> I have. Manny, you kind of made you kind of made that boring evening. Awesome. Better. Awesome. It wasn't the most exciting evening for us. Nobody was. There was some that were, you were good. You were part of the good people. Thank, well, tell me how you really feel, Ron. Tell me how you really feel. That's how he always does. You know, always <laughs> does. No, no, no. no, we loved a lot of thank it. You, thank you. Thank you, guys. That means a lot coming from you guys. You you guys have filtered talent throughout the years, so that means a lot. So I'm, don't humbling. Pull, I don't pull, I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. What exactly. We don't, at least we we don't we don't BS on this. We don't, don't smoke anybody's ass. <laughs> so, real quick, you guys can follow Manny on Instagram. He's at the Manny Cabo. His website is mannycabo.com. Uh, I didn't actually know you did a whole bunch of these other things, and I, I mm. probably should have. 
Um, because I remember like when we met you, it was a terrible time. Yeah, it for was. You. You're going it through was. a terrible time. I don't exactly remember what. There was either a flood or a fire or something. Right. What I, al- I almost didn't make it to that show that you guys hosted with Soho oh, Johnny. I tried to because you sort of saved it. Yeah, I, I was there in borrowed clothing. You know, I lost everything in Hurricane. I had like 25 years of my livelihood. And, you know, Drum Again is like, Manny, listen, if you can't make it, I get it. I'm like, listen, I never cancel a show. I've performed with stomach viruses, bronchitis. I've turned around, hurled, and got back on stage. So I'm not missing this. That was my only sense of normalcy in that entire two-week period. So I'm grateful for that show. I remember that and how you've rebounded and how things seem because like they're going really good. Because you're a true showman. You know, you when, you, when you commit yourself to the public, I don't give a shit, half dead, you better be there because people yeah. pay tickets to see you. And you don't yeah. want them to get screwed out of their ticket. It's funny, too, you mentioned Drum again because we're bringing him on next week. He's going to come on next week. Oh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, I attribute that show to him. But, yeah, it's true, you know. There's a level of expectancy as an entertainer that you have to deliver. This is what we do. And if you don't, well, then you, you should be in this to. industry. You, you, uh, so one thing... How could you not? I mean, I know some performers, I won't mention their names, but they're very, very big people, very big. And I've heard them talk to their manager and say, listen, if it doesn't go like I'm saying, I'm not there. And I thought to myself, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. You know how many people are going to be out of work if you're not there? Do you know how many people buy tickets? And, And how do you dare do that? How do you think you're so big? that you don't show up. Remember one thing, actors and performers like us, we're little people. We just look big on the screen. <laughs> I like love it. So so let's talk a little bit about first, okay, so we mentioned so Johnny's thing. I already yeah. knew who you were because I, um, uh, Ron doesn't really like reality shows, but I, I, I used to work for a record label and I found a lot of the talent by watching auditions from every show. So a lot of times I used to go to, when he was would go to bed, I would lay in bed and I, on my iPad, I would watch all the auditions with headphones on. Um, you sang Here I Go Again, White Snake song, huge song. Uh, I know that Here I Go Again. Uh, David Coverdale, White so Snake is great. We're, we're like friends with Tony. We were friends with Tony Katain before she passed. Um, and she's been on the show. Uh, so you sang the song. You got a four-chair turn, which doesn't happen very often, especially for somebody who sings rock, because most yeah. of the rock singers only get one or two-chair turns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even now, even still, you know, they don't get, because I still watch the auditions, the blind auditions. Yeah. The, yeah. That's part. Is that what you call his music, rock? Yeah, he's rock. It's like it's like commercial rock. But you know what the funny thing is? People, people, people what's that? Say that again? Do they still use that term? You know, I don't know what the frig they're talking about half the time. Because in my day, your music was called, I guess, what, what was it called? It wasn't called rock. It was called something else. It was more like hard rock or glam rock at the point. No, it was hard rock. You're not hard rock. Yeah. Hard rock is like you can't understand any of it. But um, it was, an exp- I mean, I'm from that era. I'm older than you, but I, I was always young. I was never old. You look young now, man. What are you talking about? 83, young. But anyway, um, yeah, so... <laughs> What the hell did we used to call it? Anyway, it'll come to me. Actually, though, because you have phenomenal genes and you look incredibly young, and I only and the only reason I know you're not as young as you look is because there was a, I rewatched your uh, your audition the other day because I knew you were coming on and you said your age on it. Uh, then I think if I remember, it was like forty five back when you did that. That's right. That's right. So now you're so now you're fifty three. 
53. But people don't even realize I did the Spanish NBC version as well. In Spanish. Yes, I know you did the Spanish. I, yeah. saw, I didn't actually know that, but I know that. But 53 is a baby. I know 53 is a baby, but in the rock music world, you know, most of them yeah. are like Bullshit. 20. Yeah. Bullshit. What's his name? Was just given another award. Um, oh, my God. I wish I was young and had a brain. The famous English guy, the rock and roll guy. I just saw it on, on Facebook. He's like my age. That's different, though. Those are like super famous people. Yeah, he just got another <laughs> award. So wait, I, and so, I said, good for you. So let's go back, though. But at 83 or two, he is that he's still getting awards. So, so you guys, so so Manny was on The Voice. He got the fourth chair turn. This is uh, the judges on his season were Pharrell, Gwen Stefani, Adam <laughs> Levine, and Blake Shelton. And and why did you? I, I want to because Adam Levine turned first. Is that why you actually picked Adam Levine? No, you know what's funny, man. Initially, my daughter had uh, recommended I go with Blake. My daughter was seven at the time, so I was initially going with Blake. And I don't know, man. It just resonated with me with respect to what Adam said. He's a rocker. He knew he was tall. He he mentioned a couple of things that made sense to me, and like I said, resonated with me. So I went with my gut at the time and. I'm the type of person I don't really analyze a lot. I live in the moment and I go with the gut feeling and just stay present. And that's what felt good to me. I, I think it's so funny because like I've never, I, I, I've always thought Maroon Five was like okay, like they're not one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah. But after he became a judge on The Voice, I developed a lot more respect for him that to made me actually like them a lot better because right, right. you get to know him a little bit. I mean. Who knows if that's and real? He is great. so damn talented, too. What a talented I know, he's son of a great. Bitch. What a great you singer. You still live in New York, right, Manny? New Jersey. I'm sorry? You're, you're from Jersey. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. Or Jersey, where, as we say. Where, Jersey, yeah. Jersey. You're supposed to say, yeah, wh what exit, Manny? <laughs> that's the no, joke. I'm, what I'm going to say is, and I've said this all the time, Yeah. it's so easy going to New Jersey, trying to get out of New Jersey. Yeah. Impossible. They don't have road signs. They don't believe in it. No. They want to do that to torture New Yorkers. So uh, where whereabouts north? South? I'm in Elizabeth. I'm in Elizabeth. I have to be near right the city. Right yeah, you're right over the bridge, right over the river. Literally, right so over the gatos. I want to go back. Let me just do this. Uh, I want to go back. I want to go back to the voice because I was very disappointed. First of all, it was a really good your mashup with the other guy. Well, I don't know who he Keith. is. Uh, Keith. Keith. Yeah. You know, it was really good. I watched it about 10 times, and I could see how, you know, they were kind of split on who would go. But then you didn't get picked, and I was very disappointed. I didn't even know you then. Uh, um, but my question to you was, I was very surprised that you didn't get stolen. Uh, were you surprised you didn't get stolen from anybody? Or no, were you no. I, I got, man, I go into these things differently, to be honest with you. On the show, man, I became more of a mentor, and what I was trying to go through the motions that I wasn't surprised. First of all, I knew I wasn't in a sense because uh, they had filled up all the teams already, so they were going to be extremely selective and picky. And for me, I went on early uh, yes. with respect to that selection process. So I wasn't anticipating that. I was always living in the moment, and it's cool because I left just like the Beatles. It was the best thing that happened to me, guys, because I left at an apex. Everybody wanted more of Manny. And it was the perfect way to leave the show to the point where the production staff were crying when I left. Parents were crying because I used to have these kids in my hotel room explaining to them, guys, you already won. Live in the moment. Enjoy the moments that you spend with these artists. You know, embrace this luxury that we have. They selected 100 people out of 70,000. We're all winners, man. Just enjoy the moment. So it, it was what, one of those things. what a good yeah. attitude, though. And it has done a lot for you. because It I has. Guess, it has. I mean, I mean, you're smart, too, because you, you do your social media like Manny the Voice Cabo. I mean, that, you, your marketing and everything is very well put together yeah, in that respect. Tell me. I don't know. What does stolen mean? 
Um, so when you're on the voice, um, each judge gets one steal. Like, so every, every judge, they have a competition. Two people from the same judge team sing. No, he didn't win. Well, screw that show. <laughs> I like I like Ron. I like Ron. <laughs> no, but it opened a lot of opportunities. Probably for you, some right? moron that gave them payola money. Yeah. You know what? It, it it opened up doors. It changed my life. You know, I have a top podcast. I'm known as the person with the voice, not just for singing, but for inspiring. You know, I've won a lot of sexy voice contests. I mean, it's my brand. That's why you know I take these interviews seriously. But above all, it's all about educating my audience you know i'm all about the musician because i can't stand when musicians quit on their dreams i hate to see artists give up so i've made it a point and i've committed to to establish myself as a brand of inspiration and a source of inspiration for my ecosystem of artists man so it did it changed my life but it also gave me purpose jimmy and ron manny manny those shows are so fixed yeah sure not there's nothing real about reality tv <laughs> we have my most darling friend in the world, yeah. Lily McLeod. You know who Lily McLeod is? I do she, not. She was on she's a, my darling. She's like my X daughter. Factor. She was on X Factor. And she did not win. Lily mm. McLeod sings as good as Patti LaBelle. Mm. I mean, that's, Lily that's McLeod good. is fabulous. Yeah. She did not win. I cannot tell you why. Yeah, you can. I can. Why not? You already said it earlier. Because the guy that runs it wanted to sleep yeah, with Simon her. Yeah, Simon Cowell wanted to sleep with her. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that they're, they they make passes at women in the entertainment yeah, industry? No. McLeod should have won. She sang Alabaster Box like no one in this world. Yeah, her audition has like 100 million. She has a voice. Too. She has a voice that comes from heaven. Sure. You, should, you should look her up, Lily McLeod. I, a as a matter of fact, I will. Listen to her voice. It is a violin. She's a good friend of ours. She's a little cloud. Yeah, I'll have yeah. her. On, I'll have her on the podcast. Right now. So smart, you might want to do something with her. So hey, let's go back. So you have a podcast. I, I think that's mo- Mojo for musicians, right? That's correct. That's right. All right. So tell everybody when did how do they listen to your podcast? Yeah, it's on all major streaming platforms. It's Spotify. It's on iTunes, and it's. It's uh, it's in the top one percent of podcasts in the world, man. Yeah, I've I've had Super Bowl champions, best-selling authors, Grammy and Emmy-winning artists. I've had everybody on there. It's been an amazing ride, and I've got a lot more coming on season six. Good for you. We're on. Now, are you in con- Are you in concert anywhere? Yeah, we're going on tour. I'm uh, I'm the lead tenor for the Wizards of Winter Christmas Spectacular. So we're on tour from November through January. We ended off at Bush Garden. So we're looking forward to that. We got about 20 plus shows already lined up. What is that? The Wizards of what? Wizards of Winter. Well, if you like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, we've got guys from Def Leppard, Blue Oyster Cult, um, yeah, you name it, Moody Blues as performers in the band. It was uh, created by a husband and wife duo and um, Scotty and Sharon. Amazing, amazing group of individuals, and we just go on tour, put smiles on people's faces during the holiday season. Man, it's a good time. So we're actually friends now. I forgot his name. Ooh. Who's the drummer for Def Leppard? Oh, uh, uh, Joe Elliott. No, what's his name? Kenny. Not Joe Joe Elliott. What's his name? Uh, uh, the guy. Okay. Uh, no. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I, I should know this by by default. I have his action figure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's a friend of ours, and he's been on the show a couple of times with his wife, who's a singer, and he's really cool. We we, oh. we actually know a lot of the like the a lot of like famous like drum. Uh, I used to love drummers, so like you know, uh, I used to be friends with uh, the drum Bobby Blockser from Rat. Yes, right. Oh, yeah, man. 
Listen, we've had them all on the show. I, I started as a drummer for 10 years. That's how I got into music. My dad got me into the drums. God, my parents would well, never buy know, drums for me. <laughs> well, you want, but I've been in Johnny Mantis's company three times. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> so there you go. Nobody's classic, saying it. Classic. Uh, here, they wrote it in the chat room. Rick Allen. Thank you, b Yeah, I know. I said Allen. I couldn't remember the first I name. I had the Rick part. I couldn't think of the Allen part. <laughs> I like, love it. Okay, so you have a musician's podcast, which is super cool. And, and one the thing that I didn't know about you, I didn't know that you're like a fashion photographer, editorial music photographer. So that's like your bread and butter every day. Yeah, well, you know what? That actually, uh, I wouldn't say come came to a halt, especially after Hurricane Ida and the pandemic. You know, I, I shot for record labels, magazines for years, and I made it um, more of a focused area for the musician. So I've got about 200 album covers, EP release covers. I just truly enjoy it. It's all about the musician. You know, I'm like, quote unquote, the artist's artist, you know, so yeah. it, it's a cool brand for me. So how? So who are some of the who are who are some of the people that you did album covers for? Oh man, you know most cases there are a lot of unsigned artists. You know I could have had Blink One Eighty Two, Five Finger Death Punch. You know you put in bids and uh, one didn't go through because I had the flu. The other one, unfortunately, I was traveling, so certain circumstances never came about. So I never had that one big huge artist, but tons of incredible uh, independent artists that were signed to the label that. You know, for some reason or another, either they made an album, went somewhere, or the other ones just, you know, became tax write-offs. So, but it was a pleasure nonetheless. I like what now, now, Manny, are you married still? I am. With oh. a daughter. Yeah. All you ladies out there. So, so, sorry, ladies. So your daughter's like 15 about now. Uh, 16, going on 30. 15. They were so cute. Oh, going on 30. They were so cute. <laughs> your daughter was so cute when you, the chairs turned on the thing. You know, I think that's a very cool right. thing that the show yeah. does. They did the uh, focus on that. You know, she became – thankfully, she's not in the entertainment industry. She's she's so shy, introverted, very smart, but has no, doesn't want any part of the entertainment industry. Are, are you a Puerto Rican father? Because when I was going out with Gloria Hernandez, I had an apartment, and Gloria right. came up to my apartment, and she was terrified that her mother would find out. We weren't looking at because usually the aunt went out with Gloria. Yeah. I'm not lying. If we went someplace, the aunt would be sitting in a corner, all dressed in black. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we, we we Latinos, we have our customs. Yeah, we're pretty strict and hot-headed. But early on, maybe. But, I, you know, I've simmered down. You know, I meditate a lot. I'm all about peace and love, man. I'm a John Lennon freak, so that just filtered into my life. But, yeah, listen, sometimes you have to be strict. Um, no, I, I, raised, the law. I, raised, I raised two daughters alone. And my daughters are wonderful women now. They're yeah, wow. No drugs, no whores, nothing. They're good people. So you, it, you have to be a little strict. You got to be a little of, of the old world. Sure, sure. Not not like these sub parents today. Like, oh, it's okay if they sleep with ten guys in the room. I don't care. So they did drugs. So they'll get over it. No, yeah. I, I never was that way. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of nonsense going on in the world. Too much woke shit going on. Too many. You know, you can't blame the kids. I'm sorry, man. You got to blame the parents, man. It starts somewhere. Kids are not born with racism, with ignorance, with with all types of these vices. So I, I, I'm pretty harsh about that. Racism is definitely uh, homegrown. Yeah, no, that's 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 not the stuff. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn with all Italian mafia people, and a lot of them didn't like Puerto Ricans or blacks, and they would say bad things about them. And I never yeah. felt that way because I don't know why. My father was mm. very liberal. We always had ethnic people in our house that were not only mm. Italian. 
Yeah. And sometimes I used to fight with these people because they call me, you know, oh, you know what, terrible things. You know what? Don't lover. say him. No, <laughs> you're a no, you know what lover. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's my best friend. Yeah. We play basketball together. Yeah, it's just, it's just ignorance, man. It's, 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 it's oh, pure projection. Oh, so I, I have a question for you. So yeah. you went, I, I don't know where I got this information. I might have gotten it off of off of your website, but that you were the opening act for Three Doors Down, Lifehouse. I don't know who Cold is. Stain and John Wade. I know all of them but Cole, but yeah. I have a question about John Wade. So John Wade has like always been one of my favorite oh, he's singers. Amazing. Always. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, oh not a kid, when I was in like high school or something, there was a, mo- a TV series called Paper Dolls, a movie called Paper Dolls, and then the girl in Paper Dolls who we've had on the show, she's a famous actress, you know, she's dating, it's Nicolette Sheridan is in it, and there she's dating you know, John Waite in the like series and stuff. And then he yeah. had his hand and everything. So how is John Waite? Cause John Waite's one of my all time favorite. Oh man. He's just, of all time. first of all, he's like this tall compared to me. You know, <laughs> we, 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 how tall are you? Tell everybody how tall you are. I'm six, two. Okay. I'm six, six two. two. Yeah. Six, two. No, six, two. We, uh, we performed at Bergenfield, uh, and it was such an amazing show. He got on stage, you know, uh, obviously after my set and, First song was every time I think of you, I always catch my breath. I, dude, I'm like, you had me. I, I just sat back. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Such a timid guy. Man. Wait, 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 this, guy. This story, I like this. Huh? He's still telling the story? No. I used to be 6'2. Used to be. Okay. I'm, now I'm six foot. No, serious. I'm not lying. I believe you. Indulge me. Only a skeleton composer. Goes like that. So enjoy your height because you'll be short soon. <laughs> <laughs> so who are some of your favorite bands, like or like that you grow up and that made you like? How did you decide I'm gonna, you know, this is what I want to do? Oh man, that's an easy one. But I got to tell you, I had a really wide palette of music. My dad introduced me to uh, Musica del Campo, Tango. The Beatles were my favorite band of all time. You know, anybody after the Beatles, they don't exist for me. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You know, uh, I grew up on a steady dose of Motown, Marvin Gaye. So it was it was pretty eclectic, which is one of the reasons why I became uh, uh, such a good songwriter and producer, because, you know, I hear so many different genres in music nowadays, which is why it's so disappointing. I haven't listened to the radio in 20 years. I think everything on the radio is garbage right now, but everything is overproduced, sounds the same, same template. We're back in the day, if you guys remember, you'd listen to Casey Kasem, the top 50, you could put... You know, it was Paul McCartney, then Diana Ross came on, then The Who came on. It was just a plethora of music on the radio. It was so inter- And we were exposed to everything from hip-hop to country to you name it. And unfortunately, you don't see that. You know, it, it, it's big corporations that pay for what gets played. And I just I got my song. I just got my song, Breakaway. It broke into the top 100, which is now 87. So I'm happy about that. So it's good to know. And you know what the messages are? It's so good to get commercial radio rock back on the airplay. So that should tell you something, you know, and that's been the influx of messages I'm getting. I'm happy about that. When, when I was young, we'd listen to Peggy Lee and mm. we danced to Tweedo Pente. Yeah. You know who Tweedo Pente uh, Of course. Yeah. I speak a little Puerto Rican. Tweedo Pente. <laughs> like an Irishman. I'm saying it like a Puerto Rican. Tweedo <laughs> Pente. That's it. Tito yeah. Puente. He don't get it. Um, or we would listen to Frank Sinatra. There was no such thing as it. I yeah. agree with you. You're, you're sounding like I am. 
Yeah. So, but it's not an old school mentality. It's just a factual mentality because, guys, I want to hear something different. Everything sounds the same. If you're not on Spotify, the only way to find good tracks, you have to go deeply into the tracks. Hopefully, the algorithm help you find these artists. It's not like it was before. Like it was thrown in your face. Like MTV when it first came out exposed us to so much cultural awareness. It kind of forced us to listen to Wham and Run DMC and Public Enemy and whatever was out there. And we were educated on that. We were a little bit more in tune with the different backgrounds. Nowadays, it's all these clicks. Yeah, it really uh, is. Years ago, ago we called it sound. Everybody's had a different sound. That was the expression. Oh, that group has full sound. Yeah. Because they didn't sound like the other one. Yeah. Nowadays, the rappers, I could vomit from them because they sound alike. I don't know, one from another. And they don't even sing. They talk. So how do you call yourself a singer? For that matter, I could rap. I'll tell you something here with Manny now and we're talking. <laughs> and I think I'm really happy because he's a cool dude. And I hope one day we see him in New Jersey where he's trying to get out to go to New York. And he's doing it. Okay. So, I mean, what is that makes me, and you know what? They make millions of dollars. Yeah. Millions. millions. I think the qual- it goes to show you how I, it's not that we're endorsing mediocrity. It, we're not exposed to the diversity. So you, it's kind of the, the youth nowadays don't know any better. They're just getting flooded and, and they're forcing this music down. Their th- of course, I'm going to like a song if I hear it 300 times in one day. I'm bound to at least be like start humming the hook or something. So you know, funny. back in the day. Songs were great, man. Songs were nicely produced. It was a production. You know, I miss that. It's still nostalgic for me. We have satellite radio in the car, and basically I listen to 70, seven on, on the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and Yacht Rock Radio. Those yeah. are the ones that I like listening I, to. I like Yacht Rock. Yeah, we like Yacht Rock Radio. So nice. I have to say, that, so the reason we played Used to Be Hers uh, is because I went through, like, all your video things on you know, that were on there, and like I thought the song was so awesome. It's a really, really, I don't even know how old it is. Or right? I don't know if it's old or if it's new. I just, I just released that a few months ago. That's all brand okay. new. It's a very, very, very good song. The message is great. The, everything about awesome. it is great. So tell us about Breakaway then. Tell us a little bit Breakaway. about it. Breakaway. Well, first of all, the song you just played, that picture, I have a billboard coming out on Friday of the used to be Hearst front cover. So I'm excited to see that. But Breakaway. Wait, where's it coming out? Where, the I, I'm gonna. I actually find out. I'll get the specs by the end of today. So you know, okay. I'm gonna take some. I, right. I'll, I'll let you guys know. It's gonna be pretty epic. Um, and Breakaway. Both those songs were written five years ago. So as serendipity would have it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start releasing. This is a tall order, by the way. Seven. I release seven songs, one song every seven weeks. And for musicians out there, they know it's a difficult thing to do. But Breakaway is one of those songs. Was out ten years ago. My a good my friend scott and i wrote it in like 10 minutes a couple of bandmates were late to practice we started writing you know when something just feels so good and the words just start spewing out and breakaway came about and it's funny when i released the song what the picture on the front cover all my album covers are my photography by the way so that picture came out and i send them a picture i'm like guess what i'm releasing he's like no no breakaway so i'm really happy about it. it just won the um the Rosen, uh, John Rosen competition. I beat out like some thousands of artists. I didn't even know. I Thank you. So that's why I'm getting the billboard. I've got a, a, an eight week free national radio promotion, which is why now I get to see my song on the, on the airwaves. You know, it's getting a shot. I mean, I'm beating post Malone, all these people. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm holding my own. So I'm really excited about that, man. Really excited about it. How come your music doesn't have a Latin beat? 
Uh, it's well, you know what? It's got Latin influence. You know, if, if you really listen to it, a Latin beat. I bet you'd be great at it. He is. He actually was on a reality show in Latin in Spanish. Yeah. It's the, yeah, I was on the NBC version of shows. <laughs> the shows that he should have won on. Those phony shows, I don't watch. <laughs> but no, I, I. So wait, so breakaway, wait, break, breakaway. So you're number eighty-seven on what? What kind of charts are you on? Media. As a matter of fact, I had it. Oh, here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, we're pretty pretty stoked about it. Um, I was really shocked when he gave me the news. It's on MediaBase, one of the main. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's on MediaBase. So I tell you right now, this is factual. I'll show it right here. This is it. I posted it today. I mean, I'm beating Lizzo, Jelly Roll, uh, you know, Charlie Six, Lorilla, Post Malone. I mean, I'm beating a lot of people on it. Chris Brown. So it's doing pretty well. I'm really excited, man. I'm humble. That's awesome. There was a group many, many years ago called Jelly Roll. Oh, now Jelly Roll is like a country guy, no, right? It, it was one of the first black groups yeah. that we were allowed to listen to because when I was very young, you were not allowed to listen to black music. And I didn't give a shit because I fell in love with Mary Wells. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Mary Wells? Is Ron loves Mary Wells. Love, you're going to break up yeah, before we make up and you lose me. Look yes. Mary Wells was my first choice. Wait, so who were who some of your. Oh, well, let's go back Wait, and break up. So then the, it's, and the ink spots came. If I didn't care for you, that song. And then we started to say, you know what? This is bullshit. We want to listen to the music we want to listen to. Who the hell are you to tell you what to do? Yeah, as it should be. So we found our own. He likes set. Johnny Mathis. Oh, and Patty LaBelle. Pat, Johnny Mathis and Patty LaBelle. And, Peg, and Peggy first. Lee. I mean, those are my. Yeah, my, I'm working on trying to get Peggy Lee's granddaughter. My heroes. <laughs> so, you know, even Latin music back then was a no no. Puerto Rican music? What are you crazy? Yeah. You know, cha cha, mambo? What the hell is that shit? Tell them to leave it in Puerto Rico. And it was horrible. It was a horrible time growing up as far as music went because they forced Frank Sinatra on. Yeah. And I didn't give a shit about Frank Sinatra because mm. I never really liked Frank Sinatra. Yeah. To the truth. I never thought he could sing. I thought he was a good faker. He knew he had a sound. But anyway, there were some great artists out there coming. And then there was this crazy lady called Patty LaBelle. He who loves was Patty with LaBelle. The group. Patty's Patty, amazing. Patty and the LaBelles. And everybody said, oh, my God, she's screaming. I thought, anyway, I'm so happy that music has evolved to where you are. But I'm unhappy that it's gone beyond where you are to what it is today. Mm, Yeah. I mean, you just have to push. You have to you have to really work on your brand. If there's something that you really, truly love. There's no more dance music. It's kind of extremes, right? They jump around on the dance floor like they have a disease and sickness. <laughs> no, really. They don't listen. Cha-cha. One, two, three. Two, yeah. go. Cha-cha-cha. Da-da-da-da. You, yeah. you, you were doing so it. Mambo. Is there a video for breaking? breaking? Is it Breakaway or Breaking Away? Oh, no, Breakaway. Breakaway. No, uh, some of the videos are on there are just me, you know, in uh, location, just myself right now because, you know, Doing what I do, I wear many, many hats, obviously, and uh, the finances have to be there to put out a good production. Oh, but, but nowadays, you don't even have to do that. You put up a camera, you put up a song, you lip sync it, talk about the song, let people find out what type of personality. Because that's at the end of the day, guys, you know as, as well as I do, it's all about the story. Are you letting people know who you are? Are you inviting people in? Are you selling themselves like your unique self? And that's what my songs are. It's just about me. So 
You know, right now there's no big productions. Worst Bad Decision had a great video, which won some awards. That was uh, released two years ago. But in the future, coming down, I've got another five songs. Um, there we the- go. So we'll get them. What's so the name really, of the album? What's the actual album's name? No, there's no album. I'm releasing okay. all singles. All oh, singles. just singles. Seven singles. Okay. okay. Yeah. My feelings are, and I saw this with my own eyes. Yeah. Great music never dies. Sure. We time. went to a white party here in Palm Springs. Half a million people. All right? Packed like you can't believe. Uh, we went because of our good friend, who is C.C. Benningson. Yes. Mm. Finally... When she came on and did her medley and then went into finally, these young gay people were going crazy. Mm. They were jumping, dancing, applauding, screaming. And here's a woman, well, she's 52. She's been around forever. And her song is so important. So good music, my friend, is still here. We just don't play it because you know why it doesn't make money. Do you have a do you have a go to song like when you were growing up like you were like make myself feel good song or song I like to sing driving down the road or oh man you know what I had a you know what my guilty pleasure genre of music is what uh, early, late seventies eighties folk music you know like Ambrosia Bread yeah. you know um, that yeah it was my favorite so one of my favorite bands to listen to was Ambrosia. I don't know if you remember Ambrosia. So I, it was um, it was one of those bands that every time I heard their song, for some reason, the vocals were great. The production was amazing. That's how much I feel, feel for you, baby. Oh, man, I just love that band. So, yeah, the truth is that was my guilty pleasure. I always went. They play all those songs on Yacht Rock. That's why we listen to it. The yeah, one that I man. Hear all the yeah. time is Player, baby, come back, because we're friends with all the guys in Player. That's and, amazing. Uh, and we like love it. And, and the taboo thing is you if you just broke up with someone, why is it that we always put on air supply? It just used to oh, go no, annihilate us. They were on the show. Wait. We had them on the show. Manny, that's another thing I have to bring up. What, what, what? Teenager growing up. Had a girlfriend, believe it or not, before I was gay, I had a girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> I had a lot of girlfriends. But anyway, uh, fall in love, go to the park, make out on a blanket. We break up. The song that we fell in love to was playing, Tears. I miss her. We had emotion. Music said something. Music yeah. said you fell in love with her, now she's gone, now you're sad. Enjoy the sad song. Yeah. You remember that? Of course. Now, Nowadays, how can you do that to rap? I was in my car with the top down. A car pulled up next to me, and I heard this music is not lying. I'm gonna get you, bitch. I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna beat your ass, woman. What you telling me? That's music. That's love songs. That's <laughs> just, yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's called trap. Now. <laughs> Say it again, Manny. It's called trap now. Yeah, they're pretty explicit, man. I mean, I heard a song. What was it yesterday? I don't even know the artist. It's, it's like my, my blank is my blank is pink, my blank is brown. I'm like, yo, this is like, I, I don't know. Listen, I respect everybody's opinions. I ex- I appreciate everyone's particular style, but there's just certain things that you know. I I, I draw the limit. Is like this is not even music. I'm not even entertained by this. It's like somebody just sat down. Oh, let me put this down and just put a same beat that I always hear because. For me, reggaeton is the same thing. I'm a Latin guy, hardcore. I'm a big salsa guy, but reggaeton, I'm over that already. That's all I hear. So 
And again, this is my opinion. I respect right. what they do in their, you know, in their particular genres. It's just not for me. I don't classify that as, you know, evolution. I, I just consider that lazy. Dude, come up with something else. It's the same beat over and over. Oh, like, like, oh, oh, we only have four three minutes. Story. Jimmy and I, Jimmy and I were asked to go to Florida to be the hosts of that thing we went to. Remember what, the gay thing? Oh, uh, one magical weekend. At one magical weekend. All right. So Jimmy yeah. and I go there. We have a hotel room overlooking the pool. Well, for three days, you know what I heard? Boom, 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 boom Every boom, single boom, song. Boom, boom, <laughs> it's obnoxious, man. Love music. At uh, least throw something in the mix, man. A little deviation. Uh, like, like, let me rest my ears and adopt to something these, else. All these, all these queens were down there, half naked, dancing to boom, 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 boom. I said, what the hell? No, it's just like you can't listen to Baby It's Cold That Side, but WAP, which stands for, which he doesn't even know this, but it was a number one song. It's called WAP, WAP, and it stands for Wet Ass Pussy. About? When I was a kid. They outlawed rock and roll. I like love it. Yeah, it was against the law. On. Rock and roll was against the Hang law. Hang on, we got three minutes. I want to I want to give Manny another wait, wait, plug wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. There was a song out. I want to give her a baby, Ruth. They took it out because they thought you were gonna knock up Ruth. It was a candy bar. That's ridiculous. Oh, baby, baby Ruth. Ruth. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth candy. So bar. you guys, Manny Cabo, first of all, follow him on Instagram. He's the Manny Cabo. His website is mannycabo.com. I think you're the Manny Cabo on Twitter too, right? Yeah, it's it's all the same. The, the Manny, Manny Cabo, Cabo. Same Man, on all profiles. When you come to where we could be at your concert, yeah. come with two tickets over there. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, you guys. So Manny's got a book, and we didn't have time to talk about it. It's called Soul. You got to breathe. We got like a, a minute and a half. Tell us a little bit about the book. The book is great, man. It's specifically designed for artists and specifically dancers. Actually, it's about making those pivotal moments in life, never giving up on your dreams. Sometimes hardships that you may encounter are the blessings in disguise if you're open to receiving those blessings. So it's an amazing and beautiful story, man. I think you guys will dig it. You even learn from the bumps in the road. You do. Yeah. It's part of the process, man. I think failure is not anything but, you know, uh, it's feedback. It's letting you know, well, you know what? You're almost there, but it's not quite there. You got to try this or try that. So. Uh -huh. How are you going to learn if you don't make mistakes? You have to. You have to. So you guys, listen up. Manny's song is called Breakaway. It's on the charts. Call your favorite rock radio station and request it. Let's see yes. if we can get some, some people playing it. Let's get it all the way up to number one, you guys. Yes, it's a, it's a good one. It's, it'll be a it's great song. Like another crap. Uh, we're going to love it. Uh, I'm so happy that things are going well for you in the last couple of years. You know, we're going good. well. Congratulations on everything that you're doing. Keep us posted. Absolutely. And uh, when stuff's coming out, and I definitely want to know about the billboard. I'm following you in all my social medias. I follow yeah. you on Twitter today. And uh, you know what? I've been I, I've had to turn down a lot of, like, uh, acting roles. So if there's anything you think that would be in alignment with what I'm all about, let me know. Because I, I I would leave all of this for acting. There, I said it. To go back behind the silver. What do you think? Leave all this for acting? Yeah. Oh, you need to see a doctor tomorrow. <laughs> Hang on, we gotta go. Though. You need to see. <laughs> I got nine no, 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 I gotta help him. I got nine films. I gotta be, I gotta all right, guys. I have to give him father now, like a fatherly. I'm not leave him your father. We gotta go. Stay where you are. Acting. <laughs> such bullshit. <laughs> You never know, Manny. I'm working on a lot of projects. It's great to see you. Man. I like to work with you. Too, man. I love to work with you. You know why? Because you when I was young, I had black hair, big eyebrows. I looked Puerto Rican because I was dark. So I could be your father easily. Anymore. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know who you look like. We got to go. We got to go.
Thanks, okay. guys. It's been hey, real, hey, man. Congratulations. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you Manny, for a good Take care, show. guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Take care, everybody. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.